Welcome to episode 43 of Special Situation Investing. It's been almost six months since our last episode on Masabi Trust, ticker symbol MSB. Back in February, on episode 13, we introduced the trust, its royalty business model, as well as its ongoing dispute with the operator that mines the trust lands. And then a month later, on episode 17, we delved a bit deeper into Masabi's iron ore reserves and what we believe to be the trust's intrinsic advantages. As a quick reminder, on the background of the company, and to quote an earlier episode, Masabi Trust is an iron ore royalty stream. The trust was created in 1961 to hold the interests of Masabi Iron Company in the Masabi Iron Range, which includes the Peters Lease, Cloquet Lease, and Masabi Lease. The properties are clustered together in the Masabi Range of Minnesota and linked to a port in Silver Bay, Minnesota via a 47-mile rail line. The rail line, processing plants, and port are all owned and controlled by North Shore Mining, which is a fully owned subsidiary of Cleveland Cliffs Company. As a hard asset, low-cap investment, our view is that Masabi Trust offers solid inflation-protected cash flows and is set up to do so for decades into the future. For more details and background, please check out episodes 13 and 17. We hold this view in spite of the current idling of the mines by Cleveland Cliffs, as it protests its agreement with Masabi Trust. For full disclosure, both producers of this podcast own securities of Masabi Trust. All right, with that intro behind us, let's take a look at what has transpired for Masabi Trust since our last episode in March. First off, in July, the trust paid out an 84 cent quarterly dividend which equals 12.5% annualized at the price when announced. The trust was able to distribute this dividend because of its large cash reserves at the time. This was in spite of Cleveland Cliffs idling the mines this spring. At the time of the idling, Cleveland Cliffs stated it would continue through at least the fall of 2022. The consequence of the idling was revealed in recent filings. In Q2, Cleveland Cliffs credited Masabi Trust with just under 200,000 tons of iron ore shipped, as compared to approximately 1.4 million tons shipped during Q2 of 2021. That is an 86% decrease year over year. This demonstrates that the mine's idling is having a very large negative effect on Cleveland Cliffs iron ore production. And since Misabi Trust receives the vast majority of its revenue from the quantity of iron ore Cleveland Cliffs ships, we can expect Misabi's earnings and dividends to decrease. And finally, on July 22nd of this year, Cleveland Cliffs announced that it was extending the ongoing idling at least through April of 2023. So... With all of those updates, we should conclude that it's likely that Cleveland Cliffs iron ore shipments will be near zero through at least April of next year. This will greatly reduce Masabi's revenue, to put it nicely. But due to the royalty agreement between the two companies, regardless of whether any production or shipment of iron ore pellets is, has occurred, Cleveland Cliffs is obligated to pay Masabi Trust a minimum advance royalty. Each year, the amount of the minimum advance royalty is adjusted based on the CPI. For a little history, the minimum advance royalty was 964000 for calendar year 2020. It was 976000 for calendar year 2021 and is just over $1 million for calendar year 2022. If Cliffs shipped zero tons of iron ore, Masabi's revenue would be somewhere in the $1 million range. 
This is obviously a huge drop from the $43 million average revenue over the past three years. So where does this leave us in regard to the merits of Masabi Trust as an investment? Is it a disaster? Or is any near-term downside in the stock an opportunity? With so much negative news and near-term downside, it could be easy to focus on the near-term and resort to first-level thinking. In this case, we find some comments from the CEO of FRMO Corp., Maurice Stahl, during the company's recent annual meeting, Insightful. Maury's thought process that comes across in his comments is a lesson in and of itself. Here's Maury's insightful response to a question regarding the company's investment in Masabi Trust and how one should think about the extension of the mine's idling. He said, Let's just put it this way. I'm not so sure that's such a bad thing. Matter of fact, I just had this conversation with someone just a few days ago. And they didn't ask the exactly same question, but they asked almost the same question. They phrased it this way. You want to have the cash flow to be maximized every quarter. You want the thing to be producing. So what happens if it's producing less, or maybe producing nothing? So what does that do to the value? I'm not so sure it doesn't increase the value. So why do I want my asset to be sold right now? Maybe it's worth more to me if you leave it in the ground and mine it next year or in two years, or even in five years from now? Why am I in such a rush to dig out every ounce of this commodity and put it on the market at today's prices? Maybe the price in the future will be a lot better. Later in the conference call, Murray shares an anecdote that leads him to believe leaving the mines idle for a long period is not in the best interest of Cleveland Cliffs. Referring to Cliffs' mines on Masabi land, he explains, So it's an open pit mine. And without getting into all the engineering about it, it's a big hole in the ground. So if you were looking into this hole, what would you see? You would see along the periphery of the hole a big spiral. It's like a roadway. So if you stop mining for more than a brief period of time, well, what happens in Minnesota? The same thing that happens everywhere else. It rains, it snows, it's windy, and the structural supports of the roadways will rapidly erode. And you will have to rebuild all of that. And depending on how much damage that is, that could be a hundred or two hundred million dollar undertaking for the mine operator. So I don't worry much about it because I think time is on our side. Like Mari, we also think time is on our side. And sooner rather than later, Cleveland Cliffs will choose to restart mining Masabi's land or sell the mines to another third operator, with the first option being much more likely than the second. With that said, Another risk weighing on Masabi's stock price is the risk of global recession. As iron ore is a commodity whose demand closely tracks economic activity, any major recession could be an increasingly heavy weight on the price of the security. One possible counterweight to the risk of recession is the domestic movement to source more commodities from within U.S. borders. In the current environment of strained international relations, Masabi's domestic supply of low-cost iron ore could become a key national resource in high demand. A look at Masabi's record versus the S&P 500 shows that while far more volatile, Masabi far outperformed the S&P 500 over the long term. As can be seen from the chart above, a $10,000 investment in Misabi starting in 1995 would have outperformed the S&P 500 up 16 times versus the S&P 500 up only 8 times. 
with dividends reinvested, the outperformance is even more extreme. Including reinvested dividends, Misabi is up 77 times versus the S&P 500's 10 times. To view these charts, please visit our Substack at specialsituationinvesting.substack.com or go to substack.com and enter special situation investing in the search bar. So, in conclusion, despite the current headwinds facing Misabi Trust, we still maintain a positive long-term outlook on this investment. With that, we wrap up another episode of the Special Situation Investing Show. We hope you found it informative and educational.